everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program we produce throughout the academic year in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. In this third edition of season number five, we'll hear from Elisa Kanya. She's the new director of the Fighting Scots Marching Band. Then we'll also hear from political science professor Andre Audet. He'll preview what promises to be a great panel of Monmouth experts who will discuss and look back on the terrorist attacks on our country on September 11, 2001. Alyssa Kanya is new to her position at Monmouth College, but she's no stranger to the college. In fact, in 2019, she performed at the college as part of a saxophone quartet. Now Alyssa is the interim director of the Fighting Scots Marching Band. The band made its first public appearance on September 8th when they marched in the Prime Beef Festival Parade, and they'll make their first appearance at a Monmouth College event on Saturday, September 11th, when the Fighting Scots are scheduled to play their first home football game of the 2021 season. Alyssa is currently finishing up her doctorate in saxophone at the University of Iowa. She says that along with the rest of the members of the Fighting Scots marching band, it will feel good to perform once again for a live in-person audience. Um, I'm really excited for the marching band to get back on the field. I think after the year in quarantine, um, marching band was one of the things that didn't happen again. Um, And so I'm most excited just to see the students back out there um, able to put on a show and um, participate in an art that they love to do um, and to put on a good show for the fans. After a two-year hiatus and the pandemic, the 2021 edition of the Fighting Scots Marching Band will see fewer musicians on the field, but Alyssa has high hopes for the students and the program. Now, after COVID, um, the numbers just went down naturally as a lot of programs are experiencing. Um, So my hope for the short term this year is for the students to just have a positive experience. You know, it's been a year since they've been out on the field. Um, So the goal this year is to just remind them how it's fun and how You know, if we work hard and we put on a good show and we're proud of it, that's really the most fun experience out there. And then I'm I'm hoping over the years that the program continues to grow in numbers and the students become sort of addicted to, you know, the hard work and then the performance that that creates um, so that the band can grow and be, you know, every student at Monmouth will want to join the marching band. During this year's football halftimes at April Zorn Memorial Stadium, the Fighting Scots marching band will take fans back to the 1960s. So um, two years ago, the last time the marching band took place, the students all voted to do a spy-themed show. So we're going to feature three tunes from the 1960s that are sort of associated with spy movies or spy shows. So we start out with um, Secret Agent Man, a song made famous by Johnny Rivers. Um, It was first written to be sort of the intro music for a show in the 1960s called Secret Agent. Um, And then we're going to follow that with Soul Bossa Nova by Quincy Jones, most most notable for being used in the Austin Power movies. 
And then we'll close with the quintessential spy theme of James Bond. A native of the Houston area, Alyssa grew up where marching bands and football are synonymous. Alyssa says that there's just something special about a marching band at a football game. Um, I think it's because uh, marching band was sort of just a natural outgrowth of the football games. Bands would perform at halftime entertainment, and I think over time, the bands started to be more competitive with each other. Um, so they, do, they not only serve the role of supporting the football team and the school in general, um, they also have their own artistic um, competitive sense and sense to develop the art form um, so that it's become its sort of own circle. Alyssa grew up with music, but she didn't start out playing music. So I, I wound up playing the saxophone. It's sort of an interesting story. Um, I'm a twin. And when it came time to decide if you're going to do band, choir, or orchestra, my sister decided to do band. And I thought, it's it's time to go our separate ways. So I did choir. And then I noticed that all my friends in band were having more fun than me. Um, and so I told my friends I wanted to join band. And they all naturally tried to convince me to play whatever instrument they were playing. And the saxophonists won me over. Um, they were like, wow, it's such a shiny instrument. It has these cool pearl keys. And I thought it sounded cool. So I started playing and fell in love with it immediately. And then as I, as I got older, I sort of figured out that there wasn't anything else I really wanted to do and music made me the happiest. And so I just continued to follow the path um, of majoring in music performance in my undergrad and then continuing to get a master's degree in saxophone. And now I'm working on my doctorate with the hopes of teaching at a college level. That's Alyssa Kanya. She's the interim director this season of the Fighting Scots Marching Band. They'll be performing a spy-themed halftime show at this fall's football game. You can read more about Alyssa in the news and events section of the Monmouth College website. And to get there, just point your URL to monmouthcollege.edu news. listening to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. The world changed on the morning of September 11, 2001, when the nation suffered the worst attack on American soil. The Monmouth College community is remembering the 20th anniversary of 9-11 with several campus events, including a panel on September 14. The September 14 panel is called 9-11-20. 20 years later, it will be a multidisciplinary panel. It will be held at 7 o'clock in the evening on September 14 in the Mellinger Commons, which is on the lower level of the Center for Science and Business. And the panel discussion is free and open to the public. Political science professor Andre Audet is the person who organized the panel. Andre says the panel will offer some very interesting perspectives on the event that helped shape the 21st century in so many ways. So we've got panelists coming from four different disciplines to analyze this event, to consider what it means for the United States looking back 20 years and what we've learned from it and what we can still learn from it for life in the United States today. You know, this is sort of a unique event that it, you know, it impacts us politically, socially, culturally. It's something that really touched on so many different aspects of American life. And so I'm really excited that we have colleagues from 
history, political science, psychology, and communication studies that can all analyze and look at this from their own disciplinary lens, but to provide a more cohesive perspective on how 9-11 really does affect us still in the United States. I think it's hard to pinpoint a single takeaway from it, and that's why I think this panel is so important, that we can get different perspectives and hopefully get some perspectives from the audience as well um, to really try to narrow down what are the many different takeaways that we can have from 9-11 and how it impacts life in so many different ways. The events of 9-11 also significantly affected Andre's field of study, political science. If we even think across the, the different disciplines within political science, I think it's there's no doubt that political science impacts us. Um, of course, studying American politics, there are many different ways that it impacts American society. Um, but looking at it from an international perspective or even from a theoretical perspective and the way that we think about humanity and how we interact with each other and what is the purpose of the state and of freedom and how do we secure liberty in the most appropriate way possible. Um, so this definitely all areas of political science um, feel the impacts of 9-11. As Andre points out, 9-11 was an event that affected several generations of Americans. Yeah, I think this is one of those those moments that everyone remembers. We could look back and think um, the JFK assassination being another one. Um, perhaps people remember the moment of the moon landing or things like that. But it really is one of those events that if you ask anyone of this generation, they have viv very vivid memories of what they were doing when they first heard that the world had changed. You're listening to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. We're visiting with political science professor Andre Audette. He will host a panel on September 14 about the impact that the attacks of 9-11 had on our world. As do many other Americans, Andre recalls where he was and what he was doing on the morning of September 11, 2001. I was in my sixth grade homeroom, classroom. Um, we were watching the news on television, and we did that pretty regularly in, in the mornings. And um, the first plane had already hit the World Trade Center, and we were watching the news live when we saw the second plane hit the World Trade Center. Um, and I think at that moment, the school also felt that the world had changed and we dropped everything that uh, we had planned for the day. Um, we did have um, a teacher who said, you know, we need to try to continue doing some work, even though there's this big event going on. We tried to have um, math class. Um, but by the time that the, the first uh, tower fell in New York, we knew that we had to go back to the news. And so we turned the news back on and basically spent the whole day just trying to process what had happened. But as Andre points out, with today's college students, 9-11 is more of an historical event because many of them were born after September 11, 2001. Yeah, one of my favorite icebreakers to use in class is what is your earliest political memory? And when I first started teaching, 9-11 was everyone's first political memory. And that slowly faded over time. And now, um, as you mentioned, most students either were too young to have really 
really truly understood what was going on or may have been born after 9-11. And so for them, this is a historical event. Um, and I think it's important for us to not only recognize it as a historical event, but also to think about how it does still impact life today and how it has continuing ramifications for the U.S. in so many different ways. That's political science professor Andre Audet. He will host a panel on September 14 about the impact the attacks of September 11, 2001 had on our nation and world. You can read more about the September 14 event, which is free and open to the public in the news and events section of the Monmouth College website. To get there, just punch in monmouthcollege.edu slash news. And while you're in the news and events section of the Monmouth College website, be sure to check out a great story about what 9-11 was like on campus on that very solemn day. It's published by Monmouth editor and historian Jeff Rankin. Jeff has published what is simply an outstanding piece of historical work. In fact, Jeff routinely publishes great works about the history of Monmouth College as well as the history of Monmouth the City on his Medium account. So go over and follow him at jeffrankin.medium.com. You will be all the more enlightened because of it. And that's going to be a 30 for this third edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast of the 2021-2022 school year. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. Have a nice day, stay healthy, and so long, everybody.